Let's go. Hey everybody, it's Saturday and you know what that means. It means it's the bonus episode, bonus, bonus episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, Ask RJS. This is where I answer your questions and you answer my questions. If you didn't already follow me on Twitter, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Let's get started. We've got a lot to talk about. The first thing that I want to talk about today is my idea that I had uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, about Dr. Mario 99. Now, this weekend is the uh, the Tetris 99 event where you can try and unlock the theme of uh, Ring Fit Adventure in Tetris 99. And it's cool. Uh, the song is good when you're playing. Both songs are good when you're playing. Uh, well, actually, there's a third song. I didn't get that far because I haven't played Tetris 99 in a while. But I unlocked the theme, and it got me thinking: Would it would it be awesome? And I think it would to have Doctor Mario 99. And I tweeted that out, and I asked people what they thought. And 73% of people who responded said yes, and 26% said no. And then I started reading through the uh, the responses and. Uh, Johnny LaDuke, Duke, a, aka Johnny Link, the Retro King, uh, he posted. I think they'd have to remake a lot of the game. Usually, a, in one v one, it's the first to clear the board. So, with ninety nine people, if one person clears the board, is that it? And while he makes a good point, I think that there's a better way to do it. I think instead, like with Tetris ninety nine, as you as people lose. It's the people who have not lost yet that are still playing, if that makes sense. With Dr. Mario 99, you could have that going from both angles. You could have people who are the first to clear the board, and then that is the person who gets number one. But then you could have other people that are, who are still battling it out for second place and third place and fourth place, etc. And at the same time, you have people who get eliminated because in Dr. Mario, as you make combos and matches, you send garbage pills to the other players, right? So there's going to be people who lose because the opening of the bottle gets clogged up and they can't have any more stuff come in. So they would start losing. And so, you know, the first person who gets clogged up and uh, gets out of the battle, that's the person who comes in 99th and then 98th and 97th. But at the same time, the people are who are uh, going in first and second and third. My only issue with this idea is as you kind of narrow things down, you start to get, uh, I, I would say, you start to get to the point where do you really want to battle it out to come in 30th place? And I'm not sure. So perhaps what they could do is in addition to getting your points that you get for getting first place, you get a bunch of points for getting first place, but you could also get points for the, you know, how the number of matches that you get. And maybe that would be a different, like a different currency that you could then use to spend on different themes or something. It's, you know, I hadn't really thought about it that much until I read Johnny Link's post. So I'm not sure how it would work, but I think it's possible. And I really like the idea. Uh, the Ganson plays said, I'm curious to know if that would split the fan base or make finding 98 other people harder in either game. 
That's a good point, too. Anytime that you come out with a competing game, you make it possible that people would stop playing game A and start playing game B. And now it's harder to find a match in either of those games. But with only 100 other people needed in order to play and it being a game that is available to anybody that has Nintendo Switch online... I think it makes a lot of sense that you're not going to have a hard time um, finding somebody to play with. And they could put bots in there as well, kind of like Fortnite did. Fortnite has bots that you play against when you are are playing that game. Um, Alex M. Gray says, I'd try it, but it's not a must-have for me. And uh, Harold Price says, Dr. Mario Puzzle League, bring back the old NES puzzle game Yoshi, not Yoshi's Cookie. Uh, bring back Wario's Woods, make them all 99, and get Sega to do Puyo Puyo 99. Uh, see, I think that I think that Nintendo is really on a <clears throat> like they're onto something very cool with this puzzle battle royale, and I don't know why nobody else has done it yet. What do you guys think? I think that it's a great idea, and I would play it a bunch, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. So the next two questions that I asked did not get a lot of replies, but it got a bunch of people voting. And the first one was about Splatfests. You know, we have the uh, ketchup versus mayonnaise Splatfest coming up on May 22nd or the weekend of May 22nd. And, um, you know, I said, since it looks like we are starting to get Splatfests back, are they enough to bring you back into Splatoon 2 or have you moved on? Uh, So I asked that question and 60% of people who voted said, yes, it's enough to get me to come back. And 40% said, no, honestly, I thought that it would be a lot higher uh, for the nose because I figured that there were a lot of people out there who were like me who didn't really care about the splat fests and they just cared about being able to play the game and have fun. Um, And it seems like you know, a far more people really, really like the Splatfests and that they are important to them. So I guess what my new question is, is if you could have any Splatfest come back, you know, we got ketchup and mayonnaise already coming, uh, but if you could have any Splatfest come back, which Splatfest would it be or make up your own? I'm going to tweet that out after the show and uh, you can respond and let me know what you think, and maybe we'll talk about it on next week's show. The next question that did not get a lot of replies but got some people voting for it uh, was based on... uh, Actually, I didn't really give it much chance for people to vote on it because this was from yesterday, but I asked, after watching the Ninjala Dev Diary number 3, I feel like the Battle Pass is pay to win. What do you guys think? And 72% of people said, yes, buying the skills is pay to win. And 27% said, no, this is fine. Now, of those people who voted, I don't know which percentage actually watched the um, watched the dev diary. Because the way that I phrase, I kind of regret my phrasing here. Um, I phrased it in a way that says, is it fine to buy skills or not? And that doesn't necessarily mean that people understood the underlying mechanics. And to be fair, 
I don't know that I really understand the underlying mechanics here. And the reason I might not understand the underlying mechanics is because the devs didn't really explain it all that well. And because they didn't really explain it all that well, I had to rewatch that video a couple of times to see, to, to try and piece things together. So it's possible that I got it wrong. And it's also possible that people saw the poll and they just said, oh yeah, buying skills is pay to win. But maybe at the end of the day, it won't really matter and it's not pay to win. We'll find out in a month when Ninjala comes out. But 72% said, yes, buying skills is pay to win. 27% said no. And for me, I think buying skills is pay to win. Unless the skills are super well balanced and everybody has access to certain skills. One way that you could really make it not pay to win is A, if everything is very well balanced, and B, if you had a cer certain set of skills that everyone has access to each week. So this week, these are the five skills that everybody has access to. And if you want, you can buy them with your currency in the game uh, that you, I think they're called ninja medals. Um, and this is basically how MOBAs do it. You know, when you play a MOBA, they're free to play games and they have a bunch of different heroes, right? So maybe like, you know, I'm going to use Heroes of the Storm as an example. So I'm playing Heroes of the Storm and maybe this week Uther is the healing hero that is available for everybody to play. So that week, everybody has access to playing Uther, the healer, whether they have bought him or not. And then the next week, maybe there's a different hero like Jaina. You can play as Jaina uh, next week. So they have all of these heroes on a rotating uh, basis that you have access to all the time. And if the game is well balanced and you kind of rotate these heroes in and out, then it really doesn't feel like pay to win. However, if you do it the same way with Ninjala, just instead of heroes, it's skills. So this week you've got these skills and this in the next week you've got a different set of skills. I think that makes a lot more sense and doesn't feel like pay to win as much. But at the same time, you also are using that same currency, those ninja medals to power up your assist cards, which make the passive skills that you get with the gum bottles more powerful. So maybe it still is pay to win. I feel like the devs did a bad job explaining exactly what the mechanics here are. And that's why we don't really know if it's pay to win or not. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains. Embarrassing bald spots, no problem. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So uh, right before I was recording the show, I spent a couple of hours uh, playing Animal Crossing. I was streaming it on my Twitch channel, which if you haven't checked out yet, please do. Twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. But I was streaming my Animal Crossing game. I'm working on my garden uh, where you can crossbreed flowers and stuff. So I went up to like the highest level on my on my island and I started planting a series like a series of five of each type of flower so I can start trying to crossbreed them to get new colors and stuff. And I had a lot of fun with it. And man, it's this game is so good. I can't get over how awesome Animal Crossing New Horizons is. And of course, we have new stuff happening in Animal Crossing New Horizons. And that new stuff is, uh, you know, Leaf's Garden Shop and Jolly Red's Treasure and the museum expansion. Um, Today, my museum is closed because the expansion is happening. So tomorrow when I log in, I'll be able to go to Blathers and see the the art gallery, which will have exactly one painting in it. Um, The first day... I was able to go to Leaf's Garden Shop and buy some stuff. But I asked, uh, what was your favorite part of, um, uh, what's the word, of, uh, of the new expansion for Animal Crossing New Horizons? And 20, it was very evenly sp- split. Uh, but 28% said Leaf's Garden Shop. Uh, 28% said Jolly Red's Treasure. Uh, 34% said the museum expansion and then 8.2% said other, uh, very few people actually replied to it, but we had about 50 votes on it. And it said here, uh, Tim replied, he said, I'm looking forward to Jolly Red. I can't wait to spot some fake art in sweet HD. It's also cool that the tiny secret pocket beach has a purpose. Yeah. If you haven't found, um, Red's, uh, pirate ship yet. Uh, what you do is in the northernmost section of your island, there's this little beach that you can get to. Uh, for me, I had to like go around something. And as you go around, the camera pans up and then you can look like almost straight down to see the area where you go. Uh, and right back there is this beach. And sure enough, while Red was on my island, there was a pirate ship there. And I don't know how it works yet, but I walked onto the pirate ship and I went I went to go inside and uh, my character said, I don't really know if I should uh, go on here without asking permission first. So then I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go back and talk to Red. And maybe he'll say, oh, by the way, I've got a gallery on my ship. Well, I went back to talk talk to him and he said, you know, maybe I'll put a gallery on my ship. So I'm sure that that's something that unlocks later. And I almost wonder if it unlocks after the museum uh, is upgraded. So I don't know how it works yet, but uh, I think most people are excited for the museum expansion because that's going to give them the most extra stuff to do. But you also have to keep in mind, there is no shortage of things to do in Animal Crossing. Like I said, I played it for two hours earlier and I still have a billion things that I need to do today because I spent all of that time you know, making sure that the space that I had made was equally divided out so that I had space enough for, uh, I think, eight different flower types uh, and five spots for each flower type so that I could crossbreed them. Uh, so there's so many things to do in the game. Uh, I'm I'm having a blast with it. 
Ultimate and NES martial arts action continues with all new weapons, characters, and street fighting moves against the world's most awesome villains. Double Dragon 3 from Acclaim. The action keeps coming. All right, so it looks like we actually will have a short episode today. And uh, the last topic that I want to talk about today is Super Mario Maker 2. We recently got an update to that in, in addition to... Um, in addition to the Animal Crossing update. And there were three major things that were included in this update. The World Builder, the new power-ups, and the Koopalings. And I asked which of these things were your favorite things. But before I get to your votes, uh, which I'll get to in just a minute, I want to talk a little bit about the World Builder. Nintendo's UI design team, they whoever worked on the UI design for uh, a... Animal Crossing needs, they need somebody to help them. And uh, B, uh, Mario Maker. I, I, I loaded up Mario Maker 2 and I immediately wanted to find some worlds to check out. And it, it's, it's really odd because first off, it's like there's there's a menu of items, right? And then a very tiny little thing off on the bottom left is the world hub or whatever it is that they call it. And it just shows uh, like a little icon of Princess Peach. It doesn't really tell you what it is. And I didn't even notice it at first. So I'm looking all over the, like I went into the course world and started looking around and I couldn't find, where do I find the worlds that people have put together? And I was like, well, maybe nobody has made them yet. Uh, And then I backed out and I finally found the spot. It's just not an intuitive uh, way to find the worlds that people have made. So then what you do is you hit that and rather than browse a series of worlds like you do in course world. And honestly, the idea that they have course world and then world builder world, like the, the nomenclature doesn't make a lot of sense either, but rather than going in there and having a list of things to browse through, it just randomly gets you like, eight or maybe nine worlds and then you can kind of they're in a circle and you look through and you can pick one but there's no information about what kind of world it is or any information about there's it's just a lack of information and so I don't know which ones to pick especially because a lot of them don't have English as the the name and that's fine but outside of being able to name the world, it's just named super blank world and it's named after whoever made it. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from it. So I don't know what to choose. And so I feel like if you're going to do that, just give me one random one. Don't give me a list of nine random ones to pick from with nothing that really differentiates between the nine things that they've picked or that you've picked for me. Secondly, once I'm in the game, Like I go into the world and I play a level. I was going through and I was playing a level and it took me three or four that I, until I found one that was really, really good. But I was playing through this world um, and I think I was on the third or fourth level in that world. And I started thinking to myself, this person really knows what the hell they're doing. They're making some really cool levels. How can I share this world with other people? Didn't seem to be an easy way to do it. I finished the level that I was on, and then on that screen, after after finishing the level that I was on, 
I didn't see the code anywhere. So I was like, all right, so I have to leave and go back in in order to get the code to come up. But then it wouldn't bring up the code at all because I'd already beat that level and it didn't want me to go back into that level again. It it was very confusing. I wanted to be able to instantly hit a button and say, "This, this world is awesome or this level is awesome. Everybody try it out. And there just wasn't a good way to do that. And I really wish that Nintendo had made a way for us to easily say, I really like this here. Everybody try it out. Um, So what I ended up doing is I went to the next level. And when that loaded up, it gave me the code. I took a screenshot of it and I tweeted that out. Actually, I took a screenshot of it first. And then if I if I played through the level and I said, oh, okay, that was actually fun. I'm going to tweet that out. Um, So this level creator is doing some of these really cool things. And it it makes it hard for me as the user who's playing them to share them with other people. And it just kind of bugged me. Uh, So hopefully they kind of get some kind of fix for that. But anyway... Uh, my question to everybody else was, uh, what does everybody think is the mo- the, be- the best update for Mario Maker? And 76% of people said the World Builder was the best. 15% said the power-ups, and 8.3% said the Koopalings. Um, Webhead said, not somebody good at making levels, but I would love playing someone world. Got to proofread that, buddy. Uh, the depressed mess says the world builder. It finally allows for related levels to be strung together. You know, I was on uh, uh, Radio Free Nintendo the other day, and we were talking about this a little bit. And my big complaint about the world builder, or my big my big warning about the world builder is right now. I think that you're going to have trouble finding these levels that are related to each other out there. Because it's going to be a bunch of people who have made a bunch of worlds and they're just going to throw them all together. And they're not really any ongoing theme between them. And because of that, you're just going to have like this kitchen sink version of worlds out there. And because when you go into the world builder, they just show you a, a bunch of worlds. I don't even think there was a, a, a rating on them. So how am I supposed to know which ones did more than kitchen sink it and which ones actually went through and put related ones together? There's really no good way for me to understand that. So while I get what you're saying, they're depressed mess and, uh, you know, your name makes me sad. Uh, it, I think it needs work. Uh, Tim T said, I've been considering buying this game for a while now. Uh, world builder almost cements my decision. Trust me. If you like side-scrolling Mario games, this is the one you want. Go get it. And then finally, Nugget says the world builder for some reason makes this a must buy for me. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft for Ask RJS. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. If you haven't joined our community discord, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord and join right now. And uh, the music that you're hearing right now is Cornaria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Uh, Make sure you go to gstu.net and check out other shows on the network. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.